0: Hello, I'm Tyler Smith, and this is More Than One Lesson. Same guys as last time, uh, Peter Borud uh, and Jacob Kinberg. And uh, we're just continuing uh, the discussion from episode 31, in which we are talking about Peter's experience as the DP on the uh, ill-fated film Ice Shield of Aletheia. And uh, for those that... Uh, I, well, why would you listen to this if you hadn't listened to that? That's fine. It's fine. Anyway... Uh, but the idea is that things were going very poorly, like only three days into a two-week shoot, uh, theoretically. And uh, so we're at day four now. And uh, day four is when uh, Jake made a documentary about the, uh, the making of this film. And uh, he splits it into, into days, much like we are now. And uh, day four is called Time to Talk is I, the name of that day.
1: And I would say day four is the reason I made that documentary. Because when I when I saw that that knowing that's what interests me the most was the that's where the theme of this movie really really comes into play and mm-hmm. and that you talked about it in the in the last episode but this idea of uh, of faith versus practicality and yeah. how that how that plays out. Okay, so day four, Peter, take us there.
2: All right, so day four, uh, we wake up. And we were supposed to start shooting, I believe, at a high school to show the uh, main characters in their school. Um, and uh, rather than doing that, I called uh, the director and I said, hey, uh, we're not going to shoot. We are going to meet with our depart- department heads uh, before we do any shooting today because we got some major stuff we got to figure out. So we met up in the garage of the house. Um, and uh, basically... Um, the, the crew and I uh, proposed that we halt shooting and we can, cont- or halt shooting the feature version of the film and that we continue shooting um, or we proposed shooting a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and Or else if we weren't going to do that, we basically said that, you know, we like probably weren't going to keep shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we kind of proposed that option that we, w- we would really like to just make something out of this, make something that they can show and they can get funding to, to finish the rest of the film rather than try to achieve the impossible. Yeah. Um, however, in, in the meeting, um, as you described already, uh, all, all types of conversation about faith versus uh, reason and, mm-hmm. and practicality came up. And, um, you know, there's just a lot of tension as far as um, like for, for myself. And I, ex- I expressed this. Uh, I just felt like the crew wasn't being respected mm-hmm. and we were essentially Expected to be slaves um, for this project, and no. to, I mean even martyrs, you know, for this story. Um, and uh yeah, it was it was just hard. It, it was really clear and evident that there was a line between us that um, just of different thoughts and opinions, mm-hmm. I, even of 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 God and and of you know what we are to do
1: as Christians and how we are to be. And the the director brought in his father, who's a pastor, to kind of. Uh, I guess, inspire you guys to, to ha- have faith that this was what, what God wanted you to do and that you just need to, to keep on going. Um, and, and you didn't, <laughs> didn't see it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: The, I, I, you know, Jake, when you mentioned that this scene, which I mean, it is, I don't know how long that meeting was, but I mean, it's basically, I think it was a couple hours or something like that. It's like eight minutes long, maybe ten, mm-hmm. in the documentary, and even that ten minutes is hard i mean it is there's a lot of awkwardness, there's a lot of tension and but what's what is interesting is that the first part of that scene uh practical practical concerns you know um and then when the director you know welcomes his dad into it he's sitting there the whole time but he welcomes his dad into the conversation and it makes it makes the the whole meeting take a drastically different turn and admittedly this is that's the scene that got me fascinated by this whole thing because it, it like that scene is the core of of like g- a general Christian conflict, uh, and then specifically, you know, uh, within within this film, you, you all, you feel like, um, oh, within the, the, the fantasy film, I Shield of Alathea, uh, this meeting kicks it up a notch. And all of a sudden, it, it goes from being the student film that everyone's working on to being a literal expression of everybody's faith. And, uh, and the, the scene is very difficult to watch, especially when, you know, you're friends with somebody who's in it. And uh, honestly, in watching it, I almost feel, and, and you've, you know, you were there, Peter. Mm-hmm. Jake, you've seen the whole thing. I only saw that 10 minutes, but even in that 10 minutes, it looked like the director's father was really starting to, this is a, this is this might be overstating in it, but really started to kind of demonize Peter and focus on Peter and his... You know his emphasis on practicality. He never, in in the scene that I saw, the the pastor never really gets, uh, he never gets heated or anything, but he's he's very emphatic uh, about his point of view. And so, uh, Peter, I wanna I wanna ask you what what was it like? I guess just you don't necessarily have to take us through all of it, but like the. The, I mean that meeting. What was it like? And and when it started to take that turn towards larger spiritual issues, I mean, what was going through your mind?
2: Uh, I think it's it's tough because you know I I am a Christian and I mm. don't want to do battle with other Christians, and, yeah. and so I wasn't trying to like you know fight anyone. But in the same way, there there was a <laughs> it it's just it's a hard thing because you it, when when you're coming up against Christians that. Like believe differently than you, and and think that the the movie's not you know progressing as it should because we all don't have enough faith. You know, I feel like it's it's like we've taken what Jesus has said about a, you know someone needing to have enough faith to be healed, mm-hmm. and and turn that into well, we also need to have enough faith that God can make this fantasy film happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like those two go hand in hand, and, yeah. and even more so that the fantasy film is just as important as like you know someone being healed or something coming to Christ or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was tough for me because it's like, you know, we're just making a film. It's like a hobby, you know, and and not to put filmmaking down. I love filmmaking. But it to me, by that point, it was really being treated as a God that Mm -hmm. that it's like, well, we're doing this for God. But 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 really, it's like, well, the film is kind of a God in itself, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've struggled with this before. I think every filmmaker struggles with this to a point where you try and wrap up your entire identity and mission in this film when it's like in reality it's just a film that some people are going to see or not see and and take something away from it um and and i i felt like it it was being turned into the like this is the mission that we have from god are you in or are you out and if you're Mm -hmm. out then you're probably not a christian you know no one was saying that right but that that was kind of this understated like well you're against us and if you're against us then you're probably working with the devil (laughs)
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I think you hit on the head, too, what I, I – I just watched it this morning, too, and I I was kind of hit with uh, – the director says, you know, I can have faith in a lot of things, but if it's not in the right thing, it's it's worthless. You know, faith in the right thing, that's, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think he, re- in reality, had his faith in the wrong thing. His faith wasn't really – in God, in, in the sense of whatever happens, I still have God and I'm still saved and like mm-hmm. God is in control. There's, you know, it, it was really, do you have faith in the movie? Do you have faith that mm. Aisha Aletheia will exist and be a movie that will get out there and right. change people's lives? And mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's where the faith was Yeah, I, I and agree. that's what where your faith wasn't. And so really <laughs> you, it's true. You didn't have faith. I didn't have faith. But it's faith. not That's that you true. didn't have faith. I had faith in, in God. God. <laughs> you know. Yeah.
0: You know, and I think it's it's interesting. There's a there's a quote that ev- everyone that I've that, that has seen the film that I've talked to about it, um, they always come back to this quote, and I don't have it memorized, but I know that you wrote it down in regards to mediocrity. Yes. What is the quote? And I, it is said by the director's father. Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
2: Um well, and this is also in reference to the fact that we we were saying that we're we 're not martyrs for this story yeah um and and the the pastor uh, the father says isn 't not being a martyr for a story a prescription for mediocrity
0: yeah that's a weird it 's an interesting quote, and it 's one where again like i don't I, I certainly don't want to demonize the director or his father or anything like that because Pretty much every step of the way, I see where they're coming from. If you're going to do something, you do it with your whole heart, and it might not go well. You may wind up being a martyr of sorts. You know, I mean, a martyr is somebody who dies or something bad happens to them because of their belief and they're acting on that belief. And so I see where he's coming from. You know, if you're going to do it, do it. Like, put your whole heart into it. You know, and it's, and it's something that I think that, that, you know, Jake, you mentioned it earlier, like, a you know, a plumber, like, how am I going to further the kingdom of God? Well, you do it by doing what you are called to do and do it with your whole heart. You know what I mean? And so, so I think that's, but then that's where, that's where we find the, the struggle between faith. And practicality because some would say That making a film Or doing and this is where art In general because there's a general attitude of Well in the Christian circles Or otherwise there's a general attitude of like Well art anybody can do that you know And so But to put a Christian spin on it If I'm making art and I'm putting My whole heart into it One could say That that means I learn everything about it I find out everything that needs to be done and I do it
1: to the absolute best of my ability. And, and I think that is the best that that's the best thing we can do as Christians to be an example in the film industry is to make good films, to, mm-hmm. to do what we do. Well, that is, I think what will earn us the right to be a part of the conversation and to use this medium, which is the best medium for mass communication mm-hmm. and, be given credibility in it it's about doing it well you know
0: and and doing it well as i mentioned it's you know it doesn't mean for a christian i I said this way back in the acting episode that some people especially with art something that's kind of intangible some people view the call to be an artist as the end Hmm. god has called me to do this so now i'm gonna do it all right But that's really only the beginning in no other in no other situation would would (laughs) would you feel the call from God and be like, all right, so I guess I'm done. Right No, like you would you would immerse yourself in how to do this right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think and that's that's the that's the problem is like you the faith comes in in believing that God called you to this and that in spite of the odds being stacked against you, whatever those might be, depending on what the calling is, that this is where he wants you and that you're, and you're going to do your part as well.
1: Yeah. I do want to say like, I I think the director was right about, and he got a little bit confused about it, but he was right in that, you know, he didn't, he wasn't relying on his own abilities. Mm -hmm. He he looked at it as, you know, he's having faith that if God wants this to happen, he's going to empower him and Mm -hmm. he's going to make it happen. And and I think it's true that God will call us to things that will show his power through us because we may me aren't qualified for that thing, but that doesn't mean that we don't still contribute and do the things like you said, that we have to do to make things happen. You know, Peter looks like you got something to say. Oh uh, well, I, I guess like
2: along with what you guys are saying, and just kind of back to back to the 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 whole martyr for a story th- concept. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess uh, I totally agree with you guys, in, you know, in that doing the best you can on a project. But but I, I think I felt like what what was happening there is that we were taking like how we should be martyrs as Christians, you know, for for God and for the gospel, and and, and transferring that into what well, we should be martyr. Moder- we should be martyrs for any story that we care about, you know? So it's like uh, a true story you might have, or the story about Aletheia, which, you know, has some, some kind of vague principles that you can pull from Christianity, um, you know, that, that you, people maybe might see, Mm -hmm. you know? And and I I think that's where there's a difference where I, I don't believe that anyone should be a martyr for a story, you know, unless if it's, if it's something worth dying for. And I personally, for me, I don't think, um, You know, there's a lot of stories out there worth dying for. Um, Maybe, I, you know, I would not want to completely write it off. Chinatown. I'm sure Chinatown is. That's all I got. Um, You know, I mean, the only way I could see it is if making the film would actually save someone's life. And Mm -hmm. I don't mean that just to be cheesy. I mean, obviously, like, as a Christian, I want people to become saved. But if it was going to save people from sex slavery, then, you know, I would want... To risk my life because I know I would save someone's life, mm-hmm. you know, and so I, I don't think that we should be martyrs for a fantasy film that's yeah. not going to save anybody. It's um, so that's what I want to say.
0: Not to mention, you know, and I, uh, this this what I'm about to say could get a little sketchy. Um, there were non Christians on that set, yes, and when they see the film basically be torpedoed, almost as a function of somebody's faith. Because the person, rather than prepare, just says, well, just, I just have faith. And then nothing works out. It, will, it speaks ill of us, you know, and it only confirms what that person probably, you know, what that person already believes, which is, yeah, this is all just a bunch of crap, and it, I don't believe it, and, you know, this guy believed in it wholeheartedly, and where's his movie? Nowhere. It doesn't exist.
1: Um... Peter so, were were any of the people that were non-Christians there uh happy with the decision to I'm getting ahead a little bit but to keep going a- after this discussion to k- to keep on trying to make the movie Um you know I I'm not totally sure
2: I know one person definitely wasn't happy I know he I mean he was upset and it's evident in the documentary that you know he 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 didn't think anything was worth doing unless if it was done the best that could possibly be done and he was mm-hmm. seeing the decision to move forward as being a mediocre essentially not not to use yeah. the same word again but it was it was true um and so i know that he was quite upset i think some of the other people were just like cool well i don't really care whether it happened anyways i'm just here just to help out like whatever so i i think you know th- there was definitely a difference of opinion in that but um i i, I think yeah I, I don't i don't think anyone was completely torn up about it
0: I think it's interesting, actually, the, the phrasing, and I don't know if that's the guy's phrasing specifically but, uh, or, or the way you summed it up just now. But the way, he's, uh, the, the way he says, the way, uh, the best way it can be done, which should be noted, that's different than the best I can do. You know what I mean? Like if, I mean, for a fantasy film, the best way it can be done is pretty big. And I can I can say well hey I'm gonna do the best that I can do well the best I can do is pretty bad you know for something like this That's true. and so yeah I mean if I, I I agree with that guy and and that sentiment because there is a, there sometimes there's a huge chasm between those two things um, and so uh, but yeah I think I think we can we can keep going um, you know the the meeting uh,
2: nothing really. What? Oh, could I? Could I just, go right uh, ahead, Peter? Don't th- let me stop you. I, I mean, forgive me if I'm if I bring up too much stuff here in this, but okay. I, I think one one aspect I just wanted to to bring up though is just that uh, they were praying that if God um, wants this to happen, I mean, you know, that if this was going to fall apart, they were praying that God would stop this film from mm-hmm. the get go, and then they kept praying it like before we start shooting, like God stop this project. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they saw it as a sign that, you know, it's like, well, if God didn't stop it, then, you know, therefore it, it should keep going. And I'm not saying that that's not true, that like, you know, that God didn't want it to, to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think that I think it's important for Christians um, and what, you know, whether they didn't understand this then or maybe they've they totally understand it now is that there's a lot more that God is planning for us than just succeeding and things you know i think i think god would rather us fail at stuff and grow a ton from it and how our character changed Mm -hmm. and i think job is a great example of of someone who went through so much suffering Mm -hmm. and you know he 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 just grew a ton and and grew a ton in his you know in his faith even when he was such a man of faith Mm -hmm. um and i I think it's just something to take away that this film completely falling apart and i've had projects fall apart on me as well um that it's it's oftentimes better than if it if it was to succeed. I mean, it sounds crazy sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but it really, like, God can use anything for good. And I think oftentimes we, we forget that and think that, well, if this falls apart, then God doesn't mean it for good. God is not in this, like, Satan is against it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think there's really any other way to look at what happened here other than that. You know, I mean, obviously, you can look at it as, like, a, a huge mistake, and obviously mistakes were made, but, like, if you believe in God's sovereignty and and His hand over everything, like there's a reason that it it went down this way. People were changed, lives lives were changed in major ways, and obviously, uh, a lot of people were were affected and learned all kinds of things. And I guess you have to look at that as the purpose behind it. No, um, so day four,
0: not uh, not incredibly productive.
2: I think I slept all day. Actually, well, <laughs> all right,
1: good for you. <laughs> and so you, you guys were waiting to he was uh, the director was going to make a decision. Yes. On whether we were going to you were going to keep going or not, and everyone was waiting to hear this news. Yes. Yeah. And you decided to catch some Z's. Yep. I, you could I, have I, been praying all day, Peter. I,
2: I could have. I. But I, I needed to sleep before I could pray. I think.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
2: Um, so I, essentially, we we or I woke up and some other people woke up and then. We uh, The director had a meeting with us, and they decided uh, to continue shooting mm-hmm. and um, to return the cameras that we were using and to downgrade to smaller cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, the HVX200 was the camera for anyone that's interested. Um, and uh, to shoot with those. And um, that's essentially what we did. And they said that anyone could leave if they wanted to, um, and they were just going to keep shooting. So essentially the camera crew and I... Minus one person, I believe, just, uh, decided to to leave. Uh, I think a couple other people and other parts of the crew left too. Mm-hmm. And so, I, how many? I don't know how many people left. About like nine, seven, eight, nine people left the crew. Yeah, that sounds sounds about right. Something like that. So, so at this point, I left, and so all I know is the same thing Jake knows from from here on out.
0: Now, in regards to your leaving, yes. Um, now, I mean, we've we've already covered a lot of this, so the answer might not be uh, incredibly earth shattering, but. Uh, You know, uh, once you heard they were going to keep going, I mean, was your mind already made up? I mean, once you heard they were going to keep going, was there part of you that said, well, they're going to need a DP, (laughs) you know, and what motivated you to leave? Just more of just what we're what we've been talking about that, like, did you did you think that, okay, well, they're downgrading to camera, you know, different kinds of cameras, so they don't they're not blowing money the way they were. Um,
2: maybe they could actually get this thing done. Well, I mean, the funny thing is, we had already blown most of the money on the cameras. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of this, like they weren't saving much money by doing that. So it was kind of like, well, you guys could keep the camera, and you know, it wouldn't be that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, that was a total, you know, motivating thing. I'm like, okay, I don't want to now shoot on this like this other camera. No. You know, when I already wasn't really happy with the one we had in the first place. Uh, but that that wasn't the main motivating factor for sure. I mean, if it was just that, I would have stayed because you know it's like they flew me they flew me out there for for their on their own dime and so Mm -hmm. i i I would have liked to have stayed Uh, i think the decision really i had made the day before um with my assistant camera like we had just we had gotten so upset and we just decided like we we were done and and unless if things turned around like Mm -hmm. we like i just decided like for my own crew's sake Mm -hmm. that they needed me to to resign yeah (laughs) not just like they leave, and I keep going like and, and I was pretty much pretty much done at that point so and, and yeah. also I mean to add to it it's like I knew that that having having just changing the camera and doing things differently wasn't going to solve the problem. I knew that the problem was too big, and the wound was too deep for it to actually be salvaged
1: mm-hmm. now for for others of the crew, they felt like they for the director's sake director's sake had to stay in it and and see it through did you have i mean i'm sure that was, you th- might have thought about that or like w- was that part of your yeah do you mean i mean in feeling like was there any hesitation to stay based on for him trying to see it through i mean i know you weren't like really I, close with I him i think but there
2: was i think there was some hesitation but i think i had like a good a good day to feel it out and mm-hmm. and and since by that point they had re they were kind of glad to have us go Mm-hmm. Because they they were just like we want to have all the people that disagree with us out, yeah. so that way we can do this film our way in mm-hmm. gr- like really guerrilla style. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like a why are you leaving us kind of thing. It was like a oh you're you're gonna leave okay good, <laughs> you know. So you it kind of worked out that tumor. It worked out of. both both ways. You know, I think they would have been all right if I had stayed, but I think I I probably would have just hindered things more because I'd been like well this isn't done and you mm-hmm. know. And so I, I, th- I really felt right about the decision to resign. I didn't feel bad about it at all. And still to this day, I don't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, I had one of the best days of my life the next day. Like I woke up and, and all of us camera crew, we, we biked into town, went to McDonald's. We saw sunshine that night. Like it was the best summer day <laughs> with no responsibilities I've ever had in my entire life. And so it just for literally for that one day, I know it sounds selfish, but it changed my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, oh, that's like
2: a, a little random story in there um, What do you think of Sunshine? Oh, it was amazing I uh-huh. loved it, I loved Danny Boyle um, So I
0: guess this is where we uh, And, and we'll, we will probably have to, to start picking it up a little bit But, uh, you know, now that we've moved from Peter to Jake We all get it, you know Right, um, yeah, we can just cruise now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the story now changes Peter's not there mm-hmm. So the only thing we have to go on is footage and stories Right. And you've seen all the footage. I've seen all the footage. And so, you know, just I guess uh, in in the, in about five, let's let's say five to seven minutes. Okay. Can you sum up what happened then? Like yeah. the the shoot continued for another what was it seven eight days? Uh, I think so. About, about yeah.
1: That. Yeah. Um. So, working with this HVX camera, I think that one of the things that allowed them to do is just try and, you know, move faster and just be able to shoot things really Mm -hmm. run and gun how they, I think originally wanted to do it, you know? Uh, So they, they set off um, the decision was to just shoot exteriors and save all the interiors for another time, like Mm -hmm. January. Um, And so that, that led them to just be doing a lot of the big battle, Mm -hmm. battle scenes so uh it came time for the the extras to come in for these these battle scenes Mm -hmm. and um i heard this isn't in in the footage but uh i heard that you know they were expecting like peter said a thousand Mm -hmm. extras
2: and and to the day before they were expecting a thousand extras Mm -hmm. like it
1: it, that's really what was supposed to happen yeah and they ordered a lot of pizza. I think it was about 80 pizzas. <laughs> something, something like that. Something like that. And I don't know how many extras actually came. I think about 50. Okay. Came. So they had just all this pizza. And so for the next couple of days, they're just using pizza for all, <laughs> all kinds of things. You see guys like cooking pizza over the fire, just like <laughs> throwing it around and just like, anyway, uh, Didn't so they
2: build a little house out of the pizza boxes. So, <laughs> yeah. And then burn it.
1: <laughs> Anyways. So th- it just got really rogue. They were just continued shooting. For some reason, the director, um, was still not really, and this is kind of how I feel he was throughout the whole shoot. Like just from the footage, it's like he was there, but not there just mm-hmm. kind of always like, I don't know. Like his, the, the organization obviously wasn't there. His, his mind wasn't there he was always off trying to do something else because he was wearing so many hats himself you know he wasn't just directing a movie yeah he was doing all kinds of stuff and so it fell on all the crew members to kind of do everything and rotate and by the end of the next six days you know three different people had directed this movie like Hmm. uh my roommate um was actually there he was the second unit director and ended up kind of taking over and directing a lot of what was the, the battle scenes and the guy with the fire whip and the, Mm -hmm. you know, things, things started to kind of get moving and they were, I guess, getting some stuff. Um, and so that, that was a couple of days. And then, um, the director, uh, got kidney stones Mm -hmm. and had to go to the hospital. Um, the rest of the crew soldiered on and continued to shoot stuff without him. Um, until, I guess it would have been like day twelve or something. Um, he came back from the hospital and and called it quits on everything. He said the money had run out, um, and they just they just couldn't couldn't keep going. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know what necessarily was the deciding factor. I don't know if that was just when things were going to be getting done anyway, or, um, I'm not sure if they ended up even getting all the exteriors. I know, um, they had trouble with the P2 cards and weren't even able to look at a lot of, weren't sure if they even got the stuff that they had shot over the course of all those days. So all the footage potentially was lost. Yeah. So no one, no one to this day has seen the footage that they did get. And, um, he let everyone know that he didn't have any money to go back to school he was going to try and um i guess use his car as collateral to get a loan or something to pay mm-hmm. back. He still had to pay back people and pay for everyone's flights home. Yeah. Get everyone just to get out of there. So it it just it ended uh it ended on a really down note and yeah. um and that's how the that's how the um the film ends too. It's yeah. it's not very uh <laughs> I, I don't know if you want to talk about watching the film at all but no absolutely uh, yeah in regards to the
0: uh, the documentary I mean I, I've, I've said to Jake that you in regards to your feelings towards the director as you watch it you go through three emotions um, one is I'm not sh- sure if it's an emotion so much as just a state of mind where you just you feel a certain degree of superiority because you feel like well this isn't going to happen I know it why doesn't he know it? You know, it's not, and, and everyone likes to be, you know, you feel like this is just going to be a comedy, and you're like, ah-ha, this idiot, or whatever. Um, but then, as as everyone just keeps soldiering on, then you start getting angry. And it's like, come on. I mean, you've got several people telling you that this thing is not going to happen. Not to mention, it's clear. I mean, in many ways, I, per- I personally feel like God himself was saying, like, look, you, you know, this isn't going the way it's supposed to go. Here's some kidney stones. You know, it's <laughs> I know that it, I don't mean in a punishment kind of way. I mean, just frankly, it's something that can I've had stop. kidney stones. It's, you have kidney it, stones. Yeah. It wow. stops you no matter what you are doing with your life. You need to stop and deal with this. And so I don't mean to say like, ah, you're not doing it the right way. Take this. I think it was, I honestly believe that it was just, it it, it provided a certain degree of perspective. Um, and so, but nonetheless, so but but everyone just keeps soldiering on and, and the director keeps soldiering on. And so you, you're angry, but then by the end when you realize that the person most hurt by any of this, you know, like Peter lost some sleep. You know, other people put time into this. But the person that was hurt worst by this was the director himself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you do f- you feel bad for him. And I, and frankly, I myself, uh, when I think of it, I often wonder because the director's faith had become so married to the success of this film, or at the very least, the completion of the film, that when the film failed, I found myself. Any condescension I had toward him was gone because all I've remembered was everything I've done in the past and have failed at, and it seemed like the end of the world to me. Yeah. Any anger that I had was gone for the same reason. The only thing that I had was not even pity, but sympathy mm-hmm. and understanding. Like, ah, oh, man, I know what I know what you're going through. I mean, I I mentioned yeah, it and earlier, I, and I tried to make a, mil- uh, a mo- I tried to raise money to make a movie, and it didn't happen. And it got me. I mean, it really bothered me
1: yeah and i and i definitely connect with him in a lot of things in and i i admire like him going after his dream wanting and trying to make this thing happen mm-hmm. there's a there's a bit of idealism in me a lot of times too and like what what can i accomplish even when, when other people say i can't accomplish mm-hmm. it you know and and i admire that and i totally feel for the the death of maybe not the dream in general for him yeah. to ever make films. I mean, I, I really don't know what he wants to do now, but yeah. the death of that project. And that's kind of the way, that's the way he, he talks about it. You know, like that, that hurts. And I've felt that hurt and I know yeah. what that's like. And yeah, it's, it's easy to, to feel, to feel for him. And And it. Oh, go ahead.
2: uh, And just he has to sacrifice quite a bit at the end, like when you know having to sell his car, uh, right, and 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 not being able to go back to school. Yeah, and so it's very sad. I mean, even the fact that he, you know, didn't get the film done, but he he loses out on those things. Um, So it's like you definitely see a lot of his humanity at, at the end of just you know how much this has affected him.
0: And who knows the effect that it had, as I mentioned, on his on his faith, and it might have had none. I really don't know. But just in that moment, like, I was, you know, and this this speaks to how well the documentary was, was made, Jake. Uh Thank you. Sorry, everybody, you can't <laughs> see it. But anyway. It's um, very well done. You shan't see it. You shan not. <laughs> and so, uh, call back. So, um, it's... Is that by the end of it, I went. I was on this roller coaster of emotion, but I ended with just feeling tremendous sympathy and actually worried about him. Not merely professionally, but I, wor- I was worried about his faith. I was worried, like, you know, when you when you attach it to something that doesn't work out, then where are you, what are you left with, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, in many ways, as Peter said, I mean, I, I feel like certain people kind of made a god out of the film. Mm -hmm. And when that God dies, you know, is there, you know, do you turn to the actual God or are you just like, I'm done with this whole idea of God, you know, you, you really don't know. And so, so it, it does end actually quite tragically. Um, And as much as, you know, as much as, as the three of us have kind of laughed at some of these circumstances and, and railed against them, I mean, ultimately I feel bad for the guy and Mm -hmm. I just, and I feel like there's a lot of things. In this story That People in general can learn from But I think Christians especially can learn from Um, And I'd say Chief among them is You know like We're all going along trying to Trying to figure out what it is We're supposed to be doing with our lives And You know many of us we, we, We think we've got a pretty good handle on it But You never know And so like but to ascribe just god's will and god's purpose to something that maybe you came upon f- somewhat arbitrarily um, it's 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 a recipe for disaster you can't you cannot hang your hat on anything except God,
1: yeah because it's the only thing that won't go away well another thing that that gets tricky is you fail like Peter was saying before failure in something doesn't mean that god didn't want you to try and do that thing yeah you know and and i think about this a lot with pursuing a film or pursuing a career as a director like Mm -hmm. i i'm struggling like i don't know if i'll ever make it i don't know if i'll really get to the place that i want to be i'm on that that journey and every failure makes me think maybe god wants me to do something else but that could be the case maybe god does want me to do something else but that doesn't failure doesn't mean that necessarily. Mm. God could want you to go through that, you know? And, and so it's, it's hard to, I mean, this is a, this is a constant, um, struggle for every Christian to seek what God wants, the will of Mm. God and, and asking those questions and trying to figure that out. Um, and it's, it's hard. It's really hard. You know, it's, it's
0: interesting. I, uh, (laughs) when I finally Dis- realize that like okay I, God wants me to be a film critic It's not that it, a lot of people said Well I've been telling you that for years And it's like but it wasn't true then mm. At the time I was being called to be a screenwriter mm. And that, and I came out here Yeah To pursue that and I started the po- I started Battleship Pretension And through that I found just Tremendous rewards and that's And it was right around then that I realized like oh I think this is what, where I'm supposed to end up um, and what's interesting is that I'm almost positive that if, if, if I had gone to school for, with the intent of being a film critic, if I was sure that's what I was supposed to do, I probably never would have left Chicago to come out here. And like sometimes the weird, you know, I could have said like, oh, I came out here to be a screenwriter and now I'm not. What a failure. My life is over. And admittedly for a while I was saying that. Um, but now I've come to realize that. That is exactly that was the sequence events of events that needed to happen for me to be the critic that I'm supposed to be not to imply that I get everything right of course but with both my podcasts and the people that I've come to know this is what it was supposed to be and I never would have done it if I had if I hadn't first been called to something that eventually I would fail at mm-hmm. you know and it's it's very humbling yeah. <laughs> but you know thankfully if you're if you're lucky, you get a little bit of perspective and realize, Oh good. That's why that happened. Oh, thank God.
2: So that's true. I mean, I could totally relate to that as well. I mean, and just what, you know, what happened in the story, um, because like I, I, I briefly referenced this, but I made a thesis short film, um, the end of Biola. It's called Roseville. It's mm-hmm. been about a year working on it, uh, writing it and I, I directed it and I spent about $15,000 of my own money on it. Um, and, uh, we, we like, I was super anxious about it. Like I literally pour, poured my entire identity into this project. Like if, if this project turned out well, then I would be talented. If it didn't turn out well, then I yeah. was like totally not talented and I should just pack up and leave. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, we, you know, we made the film. It was really tough to make and we lost three days of footage, um, oh. at the end of it and, uh, tried to recover the footage, try to get back. Someone stole a hard drive and then another hard drive crashed, uh, that it was backed up on. And, um, and the funny thing is, we ended up shooting on the red camera, which I had mm-hmm. so wanted to shoot on. <laughs> um, and we lost the footage, and and still to this day, I only have four days of footage, not the three days of footage I needed. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I look back on that now, and I'm like, wow, it was such a disaster and travesty that that happened. But in the same way, I'm so like glad I went through it because it, I mean, it really humbled me, and it really caused me to realize like my my own idolatry of film and wanting to mm-hmm. make it a god, and, and to to try to like reap something from it that i would reap success or you know like somehow fame in the future like from Mm -hmm. from just being able to do something in the film industry and you know as as a christian it's like god definitely doesn't want us to be like that he wants us to be humble you know and and not prideful and so i I completely agree that it's a it's a really tough thing to go through but it's like a really beneficial refining process i think when like something fails you or or something doesn't pan out the way Mm -hmm. that you expect it will
1: I know we, we kind of mentioned it. I just I think it's such an important thing to realize that I think a lot of people lose faith in God mm-hmm. because what they had faith in to begin with wasn't God. Right. Yes. And, and that is such a such an important thing to realize what you're really believing in. Absolutely. Is it, is it God himself? Are you wanting God himself or is it something that he can give you a career? Is it Yeah all these things that we can we can make a God
0: Hmm. and I think that's, I think that's probably a good note to end on because it is something that, I mean, especially I think almost especially in the, in art, I won't say filmmaking, but like, you know, you know, literature, music, it doesn't matter. There's something about artistry specifically that it becomes, I mean, it's, it is an extension of yourself. And so after a while, that's where you find your identity and that's, always going to be bound bound to fail uh one way or another and so yeah i think that's you know if you make a god out of anything aside from god then you know what are you left with so um all right good discussion guys <laughs> now then real quick i want to know where i can find stuff about you online Films you've made. What have you. Peter, we'll start with
2: you. Well, that's always a tricky question. With oh, names. okay. <laughs> uh, I don't have a website yet. I need to make one so I can have stuff like my reel up and mm. different things like that. Um, I don't generally have a ton of stuff online. Um, but you can always go to my IMDB page to find out some of the things I've done that I've gone on IMDB. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then there's a f- couple things on YouTube and Vimeo. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I'm working on that essentially. Okay. Um, other than that, like you could email me if you want to see something. <laughs> well, <and laughs> that sucks. I know. <laughs> no,
0: it's, there's there's also I I did put one of your films on yes. the more than one lesson website in the video page, uh,
2: and now the name of it escapes me. Ah, shoot! It's called uh, Flesh and Faith. Flesh
0: and Faith, and what is that about?
2: Um, it's a documentary that I actually made before we shot Ice Shield of Aletheia. Um It's a documentary about a a Christian tattoo artist. Mm -hmm. Um, And he goes and uh, tattoos um, uh, this guy in the documentary. And they they basically talk about, you know, what tattooing means to them as Christians. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I I did it kind of as a neutral party. I I didn't necessarily agree with tattooing, nor Mm -hmm. did I oppose it. So I kind of went into it trying to figure out, you know, like, what's this like? Mm -hmm. Um, And out of it, I really learned a lot. I was really surprised at how like devout they were in their faith yeah um you know and and how purposeful like you know creating tattoos tattoos were um Mm -hmm. you know for their faith
0: it's an interesting film and uh and it's it's embedded on the on more than one com, so you can't see all the comments but if you were to watch it on youtube flesh and faith uh Boy, oh boy! You were a neutral party. Turns out, not everyone is. <laughs> nope. Some people very much oppose. Uh, some Christians very much oppose this. Some are very much in favor of it, and they're very. They get. They seem to get be very angry at themselves, at each other, yes. themselves. Yes. People um, use that
2: Leviticus pac- passage a lot. about mm. Tattooing,
0: but it's an interesting film, and I, I, I highly recommend everybody. Uh, Everybody watch it on on the website or on the YouTube channel, whatever. I'd prefer it be on the website.
2: Um, oh, that, that reminds me too. Okay. Um, not You know, this is all. These are all like old projects that I've worked on. But shopping cart, name desire, the film I worked on, is actually online as well. Oh, okay. It's at uh, shoppingcartmovie.com. Okay. Um, and you can watch it there. Uh, I made that about five years ago. Now, now what I is I that think.
0: about? It sounds like it's about a shopping cart, which does not sound in. Incredibly intriguing to me No it, it doesn't And at the same time
2: It's very intriguing a- to me And maybe we'll find out It's not your cup of tea I don't Oh know. fair enough Okay, um, But it, it's basically um, it's, it's a sort of a metaphor story About a shopping cart That, that runs away That it's self-realized Of course mm. um, It runs away from its uh, Homeless owner And uh, in pursuit of, of love It finds another shopping cart That is a pink shopping cart Okay um, And uh, it pursues this cart But only to its demise Where the cart ends up tricking the car and i mm-hmm. yeah you know, i don't want to give the rest away but it, it's like samson and delilah potentially, it, it is a, it is a lot like samson and <laughs> delilah and i mean to be truthful I, you know i i was kind of trying to tell it from how i was feeling about mm-hmm. relationships and stuff like that so it has a lot to do with you know with, with my own with my own life as well hmm. but it's basically like kind of a, a metaphor story um,
0: shoppingcartmovie.com
2: Yes. All right. And, and, that, and that went to Sundance. Uh, or it, Sorry, it, I didn't go to Sundance. It was screened at Sundance. Okay. Uh, it, it won a festival and then was screened at like a s- specific venue at Sundance. So. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It sounds... Uh, yeah, I said, <laughs> don't what? build
0: it up too much. I said I'm looking <laughs> oh, forward you to are. seeing okay. it. Okay. No one else is. I'm yeah, far. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to tell people how they should feel. Although I guess we did just spend two hours telling them what they should think. Anyway. Um, yes. Think all of the things that we think and don't disagree with us. Did Chinatown. I just say that? Chinatown. Good movie. <laughs> um, okay, now.
1: Jake. Yes. Uh, where can we find some of your stuff online? Well, uh, this year I just I made my first narrative feature. Mm-hmm. It's called Channel News. Channel News. And uh, you can... Check that out on at uh, freeversefilms dot com.
0: dot com. Yeah,
1: that's the name of my uh, production company that okay. I'm starting, and uh, yeah, the film is a little indie dramedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my sister, like I said before, used to make videos all the time. We were little, kind of based a story uh, around that uh, brother and sister who grew up making films together, kind of grow estranged, end up moving back into their parents' house, Mm -hmm. find those old videos, and decide to make something as adults. And uh, me and my sister actually star in it, and you see the real Mm -hmm. uh, home videos that we made were a little in the film. And it falls into a
0: a genre of film uh, that uh, honestly is almost dismissively referred to as mumblecore. Yeah, Uh, yeah. How would you define mumblecore?
1: Uh, Mumblecore is films that are... uh, It doesn't. (laughs) There aren't a lot of films, you know, in this category. But usually, um, usually have to do a twenty-somethings, very very low budget, dialogue heavy, usually some kind of romantic uh, Mm -hmm. story. And they're they're kind of hangout movies, you know, sitting in apartments, talking, and usually don't have much of a plot. I I would I set out to make, you know, I was like this this will be kind of my mumblecore movie. I made it for seven hundred dollars, you know. It is dialogue heavy, you know. Well, it's all right there on the screen, my friend. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) so. But I kind of wanted to have a little bit more of a plot with Mm -hmm. with this film. But and
0: honestly, uh, what I've seen in Mumblecore, which is not not that much, admittedly, um, it always seems to be uh, kind of um, Mm self-serious. And yours actually has uh, some nice comedy to it and doesn't take itself quite so seriously. And uh, there's a, rev- uh, a review. Review is a s- strong word. There's a discussion of the of the film on the More Than One Lesson blog. Uh, so you can read about that. You can go to the website, freeversefilms.com, and, and find out more about it. Yep. And uh, you just finished uh, designing the DVD, so if somebody actually wanted to yeah, it purchase will, it. It
1: will be available for purchase very soon.
0: So I maybe something like we can pre-order it for $7 or once it's released, buy it for 10. Yeah. I have to assume that'll work. For that me. is a great marketing. I'm, I'm not
1: doing pre-orders. Uh, I don't want them to be retracted <laughs> like they were for, for Peter. Schley. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, but no, it's a very it's good loss. film and there's a, there's a trailer for it, uh, on the, uh, more than one lesson website in the video section. So go and check that out. And, uh, as far as uh, the general uh, wrap-up, I will remind everybody about the uh, the Battleship Pretension live show on September 11th at 8 p.m. at Meltdown Comics, uh, 7522 Sunset Boulevard. Uh, it'll be David and myself, Sean Conroy, Matt Champagne, Stephen Tobolowski, and Paul Gilmartin. Uh, head on over to morethanonelesson.com and uh, read the blog. There's a couple new ones up right now. Uh, go to the forum and join in uh, the conversation. There's not a lot of people there right now, but uh, more people are joining, which is nice. Um, you can email me, Tyler, at morethanonelesson.com for any uh, feedback that you might have. Uh, also, head on over to iTunes and uh, give us a nice review. A nice one, please, because uh, I will uh, totally obsess over uh, any negative review because I've made something of a god out of this podcast. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, this is, As I said, this is something everybody struggles with. So... Um, <laughs> you know what yes. write whatever you want to write I don't care I do care write a nice one anyway um, so thanks everybody for listening thanks uh, to Peter and Jake for being here and uh, hanging My out pleasure. for so long
2: thank you guys yeah. thank you thank for listening why the awkward silence <laughs> <laughs> okay and we'll get you next time bye